Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Unscrewed, the show that knows that real liberation includes sexual liberation. I am your host, Jacqueline Friedman, and welcome to another Spare Parts episode of Unscrewed, where we bring you a little of this, a little of that, and get you in and out in 15 minutes or less. Hello, Unscrewed Nation. How are y'all? I am doing okay. I've been doing this personal movement challenge, basically getting my body moving more, in the last month plus and it is I have to say like look I have a bunch of issues lifelong issues as a fat person with associations with gym class and body shaming and all kinds of stuff but it does feel nice to be moving more regularly and I feel like it's emotional it's helping me with my emotional regulation I just have more energy it's nice so if you have I if you have like things you love that are shame-free, body-affirming, ideally led by fat people stuff for exercise. Bring it my way. I'm totally hooked on Fat Kid Dance Party, which is my big wreck. And I just discovered, I think it's literally just called Curvy Yoga Videos, but... I am all ears. Getting down to business, you all were all ears about my call for input about what's going on in sex ed near you. Listener Kim Cavill writes, I teach sex education and teen pregnancy prevention programming in the Chicagoland area. Illinois passed a law in 2018 mandating that sex education classes include information on consent and workplace harassment. The law is a good start, but Illinois doesn't mandate sex education, so it just means if schools choose to teach sex education, they have to include info about consent and workplace harassment, as well as information about both abstinence and contraception as methods to prevent pregnancy and sexually transmitted diseases. I get it, but let me tell you, we've been fighting to pass that exact law in Massachusetts for like eight years, so I am jealous of you, Kim, in Illinois. She writes more. My work is funded through TPP, Teen Pregnancy Prevention Federal Grants, which were cut illegally by the Trump administration in 2017, and finally ordered to continue after several lawsuits. I share your passion about sex education, especially its importance in violence prevention. I'm a survivor of sexual violence, much of which happened in my childhood, and comprehensive sex education would have made a tremendous difference in my life. It's part of the reason why I do this work now and make a podcast that helps families talk about sex and relationships. Uh, and she gives us a link to it, which is at teaandintimacy.com slash podcast. The podcast is called Six Minute Sex Ed, and I will confess I have not listened to it yet, but Unscrewed Nation, that shouldn't stop you. Check it out. 
She continues, what I wish more people understood is that the patchwork of laws and policies around sex education in the U.S. means young people's experience differ vastly, not only between states, but between school districts, schools, and even individual teacher classrooms. Yes, preach, Kim. Combining that variance with similar variances in the availability of reproductive health services, mental health services, support services, and contraception care means that a lot of young people and families fall through very large cracks that exist not only in red states, but in democratic strong holds. It's imperative that parents and families ask their school boards and school administration tough questions about the provision of sex education in their area, because that is where parents and families can have the greatest positive impact for change. And I would add, you don't have to be a parent or a family of a school-aged kid. You, as a person, as a citizen of your town, can ask these same questions, because this is about your community and you have a stake in that. Um, so yes, I agree. Everybody in Unscrewed Nation, try and figure out what sex ed is being taught just like literally in your local school district and what you can do to make it better. And if everybody listening to me d- did that, it would make a huge change. So that is a small but very concrete thing you can do that could make a big difference. Thank you for writing in, Kim. I also got a message from a listener who goes by Goddess Ashoreth who writes that she's a big fan of the show. Thank you. And she writes that she's building something that we might be interested in. There are two main things. One is a set of free resources for anyone in the kink scene and also anyone who is an organizer or wants to be one to set up consent policy, red flag systems, etc. for like play parties or any kind of community space. There's a lot already, but more added all the time at Goddess Ashoreth. Ashoreth is A-S-H-T-O-R-E-T-H. I may not be saying that right, but that is how it's spelled. Goddess Ashtoreth, probably. I think it's that's what it is. Goddessashtoreth.com. The other thing I am building is a consent course for kink. As I'm super nerdy, there is a fair bit of nerdiness happening in the scenario, etc. Currently, there are three lessons up and another nine hidden. There are three more lessons that are being added in the next month or so. Goddess Ashtora, thank you for letting us know. Again, this is not like a review and endorsement. I haven't had time to sort of deeply check out this work yet, but it sounds amazing. And you all can go check it out yourself. um, And I encourage you to do so. So keep writing in. Let's have an ongoing conversation about what's happening in schools for sex ed and what's happening outside the schools. What are the interventions you're working on? What are the problems you're running up against? Uh, I can obsess about this forever, so keep talking to me. Speaking of which, I have a little bone to pick and I kind of need your help with it. And I feel kind of bad about it because I love Planned Parenthood. But they've launched this automated chatbot that's supposed to give sex ed advice. And I really don't understand what the point of it is all the money they spent on developing this chatbot they could have put into like paying actual sex educators to be available around the clock to answer actual questions. And I have concerns that this bot is not up to the job. I texted the bot and I told it that I was a woman and that my problem was that my partner didn't want to have sex with me. And it treated me as I was a woman who didn't have a high sex drive. It literally reversed my problem. And feels like there's some like weird gendered assumptions built into this bot. So it's called Rue. I think if you just Google Planned Parenthood sex advice chat bot, Rue, whatever, Google it, you'll find it. And 
What I would love for you to do, your mission should you choose to accept it, is to test the thing out. Maybe use a real question that you want help with. Maybe just use a scenario that you're worried it won't be able to handle well and test it out. And I am going to get some feedback to Planned Parenthood because uh, as much as I adore them and I really hate to criticize them, especially in public because they're always under so much fire and we need them, we also need for the sex ed they're providing to be good. <laughs> we all need that. Um, so let me know. Test it out and let me know how it goes. Also, if you tested it out and it does great, let me know that too. I really want to get a sense of what it's good for, what it's not good for, how it could be better. But also I have questions about why robot. There are a lot of amazing sex educators that are underemployed. <sighs> All right, that's your mission, Unscrewed Nation. You can get that back to me in my DMs on Twitter at Jacqueline F, J-A-C-L-Y-N-F. You can email me unscrewed at JacquelineFriedman.com. Friedman is F-R-I-E-D-M-A-N. Let me know how that goes and I will keep reporting back as I hear from you. Okay, just time for a couple more things. One is that Marriott is doing a bunch of super horseshit in the name of cracking down on quote unquote sex trafficking. I don't know if you remember a few episodes ago when I talked about the restaurant in New York that wasn't letting women drink or eat alone at the bar. Well, Marriott has instituted that rule. Literally, if you're a single woman who's staying in a Marriott hotel, you can't go have a drink at the bar by yourself, which as somebody who travels a lot, uh, makes me particularly irate. But other things that they have trained their staff to look out for as signs that people are being sex trafficked is that they don't speak English well, that they have sex toys with them, that they have condoms and lube, that they're asking for extra towels and sheets and not wanting housekeeping in their room. So obviously this is ripe for misogynist, racist discrimination and profiling. Uh, and if you're pissed about it, I highly recommend you don't stay at fucking Marriott and tell them why. Tell them I just booked a hotel at not your place and this is why. Uh, okay, so <laughs> I'm asking you to do a lot today. We're getting super interactive here. I hope you're into it. But I'll give you a little treat just to finish off with it. I'm not going to come to it with a call to action at the end, which is I say for you this little snippet of last week's episode with Heather Akurina, a very specific Mary Poppins, in which they are talking to me about what it was like at the beginning of the internet before search engines. And I just thought it occurred to me that some of you have never thought about how we found shit on the internet before search engines. So I thought I'd give you a little trip in the Wayback Machine. It's always so tricky when people say that something was the first thing anywhere, especially it's on so the hard internet. to know. Yeah, but it was certainly the first one I was aware of. Well, the thing with the internet, though, that's tricky about talking about first before search engines is that you have no idea what the hell was on the internet before search engines. Right. Like, I mean, it's just, you couldn't look it up. There's no looking it up. There was just, you were going through whatever you could link through to get something, or you met somebody offline, so you knew about a thing. Or sometimes it was in a magazine, right? But that's it, right? There's no, so, you know, we were, this was pre-Google. This was pre-Yahoo, even, barely, but enough. And, um. What was it, like, Ask Jeeves? <laughs> No, it was before Ask Jeeves. It wow. was not search engines. There weren't <gasps> search engines. It wasn't a thing. 
right? It, yeah. So how you well, found your way from one place to another where people's like, man, you know, you're. Oh, that's right. Point. We would all have personal websites and we'd have lists. We'd have like links of a, things that we liked. There were a lot of um, like uh, a little uh, JavaScripts to do web circles. Like that was kind of another Yes. One. I see what's going to happen now. I feel like I should have, I have my cup of tea. I just, I need to sit in my rocking chair. I'm going to put my babushka on and we're going to talk about you the old is of the end. All the way back. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm with you now. I've arrived there. Again, that's Heather Corinna. A little outtake from last week's awesome episode of very specific Mary Poppins. You should go listen to that if you haven't. That is all we have time for this week. If you have advice questions about sex or sexuality or the sexual culture or sexual politics or any of that, send them my way, unscrewed at JacquelineFreeman.com or DM me on Twitter. And I would love to hear from you about that stuff as well. Other news, Unscrewed is not only available in all the usual places that I name check, usually at the end of the show, but it is now listed in Spotify. So if you're a Spotify user, which is like most of us these days, I think, you can go listen to Unscrewed in your Spotify. I would love it if you went and subscribed to let Spotify know that there's a real listenership for Unscrewed and spread the word. Unscrewed is produced by yours truly, Jacqueline Friedman, and edited by the fantastic Natalia Rodriguez. Our in and out music is by the Pink Tiles, and our cover art is by Nicole Dodonna and was developed in collaboration with the establishment, who also developed the sound cues. Until next week, I'm wishing you safe and happy sex lives. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.